I know the barbecue was just an excuse to get us in the same room so we could share all our intel. But this is getting more intense than I expected, faster than I expected. I mean, sure, I knew that glasses would want to get moving quick. This shrimp cult and the fish fucker in chief are her boogeymen. They captured her, tortured her, tried to brainwash her. I get it. I've got shit like that too. If I had a real chance to settle the scores that fucked up my life, I'd be moving on them too, and probably faster and in a worse state. Cause Glasses is still so thin. She's still weak, whether she'd admit it or not. I mean, there's no way I'd say it out loud, but it's true. It's only been a month since I drove her to her folks' place, and she was down in that hole for four months. But now, we have clones of me running around, Cappy is brain-splaining with the Neville guy, and Sherlock's going full mad scientist on us. Oh, and Glasses reads minds. And if that wasn't enough, now there's this bullet bill now, too. Yeah, that's not a bullet, and I know what it is. Let's just say that if we have to resort to the nuclear option, well, it just got a whole lot more explosive, and I don't want to deal with the fallout from that one. You're listening to The Redacted Reports, a Delta Green podcast. When we last left our agents, they were gathered around Memorial Day barbecue at Rowan's home. Rowan had recently heaved up and put a large container or backpack onto the table. It landed on the table with a resounding thud. It was something that she found in Virginia, and everyone is casting some suspicious gazes upon this container. What could be inside? Hey, glasses. Hey, Rooster. Remember that whole time in Mustang I kept saying we should nuke the place? And now you tell us you have this? Wait, wait, what? I didn't have this in Mustang. I didn't get this until a few weeks ago. You haven't even been back that long. How did you get this in that short time? Um... Alright, so when I went to DC for all of the work stuff, I had done some research on the G-Man and his real name, and he... You remember how he said to give his love to Claire? Sure. Well, I looked him up and there was someone connected to him who was named Claire and buried in one of the local graveyards, not far from DC. So I went to pay respects, because I had some extra time. And she and was buried with a nuke? Well, she wasn't. There was a nuke instead of a body? Mm, I mean, that would have required me to actually exhume her grave. That was not my intent. But the grave that was behind hers had the name McSwain, which, if you recall, was an important word in the bunker. Yeah. So I went over to investigate and figure out what was going on with it, and I felt a difference in the turf when I walked over it. And I dug it up, and I found that. Okay, okay, hang on, just just one minute here. Several times now you have used the word nuke. Yeah, that's a nuke. That's a portable nuke. That's like spy Cold War era shit. You're telling me this is an actual nuclear bomb? Yes. You've got a nuclear bomb in your apartment. Yes. A working nuclear bomb? As far as I can tell. You've already got a kid. Don't worry about it. You're fine. Also, this one appears to be fairly well-made and very stable. Looking over it. It's a goddamn nuke! Yep. What if, What do you think you're going to do with a goddamn nuke? Well, I hope I don't have to do anything with it. Here's the thing. The Chroniclers were and probably are looking for Lionel. That being the case... The fact that the G-Man was very aware that I would be interested in the same thing, and gave me that information, I think he means for us to use it, if it becomes necessary. Or meant for us to use it, if it becomes necessary. I don't want it to be necessary, but good thing to have if it is. I think I'm more with River on this one. I think we should destroy this thing. 
Yeah, you, you really think doing the legwork for the Chroniclers is a good idea? I don't know why they did what they did. I don't know what other threat they saw coming besides that Fortean energy thing, that the paperwork that we found in the... Do you remember? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I, I just got a reminder of that. Look, normally I'm the cautious one, but uh, we do have information about a random ass island where they drop satellites that if that things end up pointing there, it, it's a decent way away from anything that could get nuked from anybody to yell at us. I don't know. I'm just saying, no, it's not great, but it is a new item in our arsenal that uh, could be useful if need be. And again, I very much do not want to have to use it. I would, I would go out of my way to avoid using it, but the fact that the Chroniclers have been looking for Lionel and then pointed me, or one of them pointed me in that direction to get this particular item, and she taps her fingernail on the case. I mean, they, from what I've seen of them, they know when to use the hammer and they know when to use the tweezers. So if they've handed me this tool, they think it might be necessary. And I think that they are aware that I'm not going to let this go because I'm personally connected to it. Worth a hammer, right? We're, we're a tool belt. You're the hammer. The rest of us uh, have other skills. Let's just put the bomb to the side for a second. I, it's a lot to think about. I, Rowan, I agree with you. I don't think we should use it. If we don't have to, I can think of very, very, very few circumstances I would be comfortable using it. As long as, for now, as long as we're keeping it somewhere safe that it's not actually going to go off, that it's not going to cause radiation at all. Do you need me to, like, leadline your closet or something? I appreciate it. I actually have already done so. My, my neighbor's a dentist. It's not hard to get a hold of lead sheets. Oh, perfect. Okay. Then I say let's put it back there, and then I guess anything else we want to go over now before we dismiss? Yeah. Hold on a moment. And she'll haul the bag back toward the back room to put it away. While she's doing that, I think I need another drink. Anyone else? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'll come back and just put, like, an armful of beers on the table. Not sure a nuclear bomb is a beer moment. <sighs> hold on, hold on. I know she's got rum in here somewhere. Not anymore. I've, I've switched more over to vodka, and honestly, vodka seems the more appropriate drink with a nuclear bomb that traces back to the Cold War idea. You want I should make vodka from freezer? Sure. No, seriously, is it in your freezer? Yes, it's in my freezer. Score. And I'll get back up and head toward the freezer and walk back over with vodka and a Red Bull from the fridge. Well, cheers, I guess. Zazarovia. Alright, so now that we have a better idea of what we have, we should probably talk about... We referenced before of the things that we saw in the silo, and it may be worthwhile to just remember all of the things that we learned there so that we know which threads to start pulling on because, dear Christ, is there a web? Yeah, I guess the thing that jumps out the biggest is that Morse code recording we found. I think we got a recording of the whole thing. That's going to take a while to sort through. I mean, I had to learn the basics of Morse code back in basic, but it's not hard, it just takes a while. I mean, I'm not a radio operator or anything, I could do it. Well, it might be some kind of encryption algorithm behind it. Might be something for me to look at. Okay. Cool, I'm not gonna second guess that. Go for it. Have fun. Do you have the recording, River? We can get that to you. Yeah, why don't, why don't you get me a copy? Yeah, that's easy enough. And um, I'll take the appropriate phone over to a computer tower that's hooked up on a small table in the corner. Uh, I'm going to use this one because this is what I'm using to try and decrypt all of the hard drive shit that we pulled from the silo. It is incredibly annoying and finicky, and I'm still working on that. I'll let you know when I have more information from there, but it never touches the internet. So anything that goes on here has no way to connect out to the outside world. That's a smart move. And I'll grab a thumb drive and transfer the file from the phone onto the thumb drive and hand that off to River. Okay. One thing that I want to know more about, because I, for as much time as I spent around him, I know very little about Lionel. 
So one of the threads that I want to pull on is getting the unredacted version of the Project Delilah file. That looks like a Delta Green file, the redacted version that we have. So I'm- And Lionel is father, right? Yes. Okay. One of the same, Lionel, Lion, Hmm. father. I I was gonna say relative that must not be named, but as long as we're all clear. Yep, it's him. And this could get very entertaining very, very quickly. Define entertaining. I mean, like, basement of the annex. Okay. Short version, Rory, I had a a short psychotic breakdown because uh, there was too much PTSD dump at once. Got it. And also River was gimpy and Quinn was un... She was helpful. As I recall. At that moment? She was another strong shoulder to get people out. Yeah, she she was a good crutch. That was before we got the Ferrari cane, so... Before done with the reminiscing? I just feel it fair to warn people that that might be the case, and Rory wasn't there for it. Uh, yeah, I'll keep my... I'll keep an eye out for it. Appreciate it. What were you saying, River? Can I take a look at uh, the what we got on Father again? Sure. And I'll pull out the file that is uh, headed case file 116001 Lionel Wyatt. And I will just skim through this. Well, he was Delta Green. Mm-hmm. Lion. Lion, Lionel. He wasn't very imaginative, was he? <laughs> I mean, when your name begins with the same letter as the as the cell you go into, I guess it makes it easier. In December wait, 2011... Wait. Hold on a second. Do we know that's his real name? Well, we know... Here, and I'll pass the file over to Rooster. Uh, he was born Thibaut Requin. Okay, so, so it says here that Lionel picked up something at Devil's Reef. Did we tell you about uh, Devil's Reef, Rory? That was... Uh... I don't think so, because Devil's Peak was where in uh, Montana, Wyoming. Devil's Reef is off of coast of Massachusetts, and it's and it's connected with the EOD. Massachusetts, isn't that where Doctor Peakate got his degree or something? Yeah, at uh, so Miskatonic, something yeah, like that. Yeah, 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 something like that. Anyway, then then Lionel took this thing he got to a Polynesian island. I bet we can guess which one. Two guesses, first one doesn't count. Tahiti. Close, but no. Fortunately, that's the one that doesn't count, right? Yes, that is exactly the one that doesn't count. Well done. Was that Operation Delilah report also talking about this 2011? Uh, not about the thing in 2011. According to this case file, Operation Delilah was when he was exposed to the EOD and developed uh, telepathy and started veering off in that direction. That was the operation that broke L-Cell. And they killed at least, well, at least one of them got killed the same way as the people in Mustang. And one of them, I think, was, uh, like found with a cult up in Northern California or something. Yeah, and I don't know I don't know which is who in this operation yet because it's all wonderfully wonderfully redacted, but I'm going to bet that the first one that is mentioned who develops something after baptism and acceptance into high level of the order is probably our guy because that's when he joined the EOD. Okay, and he, he was the psychologist, right? Yeah. So these other three, one is FBI and one is Alameda County Sheriff. I bet you could find out if it names of people who died or disappeared around that time. It's certainly possible. It's a little, well, 2006. I can probably start pulling records from around then and see, because, I mean, we don't know, we don't know what, what happened to the other three because the names are all redacted. So I don't know what belongs to who, but I'm sure we can figure it out. Uh, One of them disappeared in November, presumed deceased. Last known location, Half Moon Bay. Was traveling with cult elders. This other one looks like he was murdered. Oh, and and here's one actual name, George Richter. Said he confessed to the murder. Maybe he's still around somewhere. 
Yeah, well, we've also seen people confess to murders, cutting off eyelids and lips when they obviously didn't do it. We have experience with that one. Well, yeah, but it's a lead, and this is what uh, law enforcement is all about, is you follow all the leads, even if you uh, don't think they're going to take you anywhere. Because you never know what might be hiding in what corners. Well, uh, this is the part where I'm not all that useful, so you tell me what to do, and uh, I'll shoot it, I guess. Uh, please don't. Um, <laughs> but it looks like we've got a lot of pieces for your red string board, Rowan. Mm-hmm. I think we've got a few leads that we can follow up on right now, and I think we've got going to have to spend more time for some other ones. I think a good first step would be to pay a visit to Dr. Peasley. Right. Dr. Peasley was mentioned by Neville and by your friends, River. Am I remembering that correctly? That's right. What do we know about, about him? Uh, he's currently at the Dominican University, which I believe is in San Rafael. He's a professor at Dominican University, which is political economics. Interesting choice. Bachelor's at Miskatonic, Master's Boston College and PhD at Georgetown. Pretty good bet he's a Catholic. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Just useful information. What does he teach again? Economics. Not what you expect for this business, is it? Not really. Rory's going to pull out his phone and kind of flip through his schedule. Looks like I'm off later this week. Do we want to try to meet up and do that all together? Yeah, I think that's probably going to be a good idea to do that part of research as together as possible. I mean, I've got things at Breckenridge are getting, I can't really take as much leeway as I used to, but I do have some sick days I can use. Okay, well, we'll try to pin down what day specifically we'll need to have the four of us together to go do things and try to, we don't want to cause more waves at Breckenridge than absolutely necessary. Yeah, I'll, Rowan, I'll send you my schedule. Yeah, I'll have to check it to see if there's anything urgent at work. I guess this is not something we can get a uh, any kind of official cover for. No, but if we're all off for an afternoon, I think we can make it work. I don't know. Maybe. I've mentioned that my department is now the Black Cat Department. Or at least, that's what I call it. They don't call it that. And I'm still feeling out my office mate. So, we'll see. Oh, really? Not in that sense. Aw. Well, if you can make it official and work with my bosses, then I don't have to take the sick days, and I can use those to uh, take Lena somewhere nice instead, so that'll be great. I'll see what I can do. I'm not going to promise anything, but what it comes down to is this is not an official Delta Green operation, but the more that we're learning, the more I feel like it should be. So it's entirely possible with what we learn that I send it further up the food chain and say, we need to go deal with this. We need resources they might decide that it's worth it. And they might not. Either way, we're going to have to roll with this. Yeah, and who is Delta Green and is anything official? Well, there it is. Things are official enough that I was officially moved into a different department because of some of the things that I and Charlie talked about. So, official with heavy quotation marks? Kind of like feel out with heavy quotation marks? And we're stopping that conversation right there. I don't fuck in my office, it's stupid. All right, well, on that note... <laughs> Look, sometimes you have to be crass to shut that brain down. <laughs> hey, don't fuck where you caffeinate, I've always said that. Oh yeah, no, you do not want to burn a good barista. All right, well, Rowan, I am going to be checking on Neville tomorrow. Did you want to tag along? Yeah, I think that would probably be a good idea. Do you know, is he... I extubated him like a week or so ago. He's at a short-term care facility nearby, so I was, I'm due to check up on him anyway, so. Okay. Yeah, I would very much like to go with you. I wonder if he'll be able to sense me at all without the necklace. Um, I don't know. That's how, I mean, when he was intubated and in a coma, but that's how we were communicating was he was reached out te- telepathically, but now, of course, there's no need because he can talk, but we'll see. You think about practicing your, uh, Mind meld techniques? <laughs> I don't know what all is even possible, to be perfectly frank at this point, and I'm worried about poking it too hard right now. But I'm of the opinion that a weapon that we don't have control over is a weapon that we're handing to someone else. So the more we can know about it, the better I'll feel. 
So I don't know if I'm going to practice any mind melding techniques or anything like that. <laughs> but I would like to talk to him and get more of a sense for him and what happened and what he knows now that he's not in the facility. Likewise. Uh, all right. I, I don't know about you guys, I need to, but I need to sober up before I drive home. So I'm going to get some water. Can we just talk about one last thing real fast? Yeah, of course. Maybe it's the vodka that we already talked about this and I forgot. But um, the Brit with the dragon tattoo. Jonathan. Jonathan Powell. So he told us he was walking across the country on vacation, and now we find out they were making clones of him too. So uh, is that something FBI can figure out what state he's randomly walking around with a shopping cart now? If he's gotten picked up by any uh, law enforcement, it shouldn't be too hard to pull the reports. I will start casting a net and see what I can find. I can give a pretty good description of him. And we looked at his passport. That's his actual name, or at least the name he's traveling under. So good enough, I guess. Um, I'll start pulling some strings on that, see what I can find out, see if we can locate dear Mr. Powell, since he's the, the third in the little trio of telepathic nonsense, apparently. You look like you were going to say something, Rooster. Nah, just thinking it would have been a lot simpler if you'd let me shoot him. Well, unfortunately, sometimes simple isn't the correct answer. Oh, I know. I was just, That's why I said simple, not better. Yeah. Also, your vodka bottle has a problem. It's empty? No. There's just only a little bit left. Mm. Hold on. Okay, now it's empty. Tying strings to the EOD pin that I have on the board, Coral Lamb is free. Oh, I don't I don't think I mentioned that. Coral Lamb is free. She is a person that I gave a victim impact statement about in court right before sentencing, and I guess there was some kind of a foobar within the system, and she is free. She's a member of the cult, and she's one of the connections back to the marshes back in Mustang. That's right, Lamb was one of their relatives, wasn't she? Yeah, because a lamb married into the marshes and Coral was her sister, I believe. Do we know anything about where she could be? Not at the moment. I might have a few connections. So what I hear is you're going to be doing a lot of research for us and you'll tell me when and where you need me because there's not much I can do. Yeah, pretty much. Analytics, it's part of my job. And once we have, once we've pulled on some of these strings, I think we're going to get a better idea for what the shape of the puzzle looks like. But I have a nasty feeling we're going to be tracking down some stuff from my past, which I'm not particularly thrilled about, but here we are. Rooster, one thing you could look into, I think you'd be the best person to do this, is the, the nuke, for lack of a better word. If you can find out anything about that or how to safely use it if we have to or disarm it if we have to. Yeah, I can take a look at that. It's kind of cute, though. It's got that little, like, bullet shape. Looks like the thing from Mario. I've been calling it Bullet Bill, which is what that thing's called. <laughs> That's awesome. Bullet Bill. Cool. Yeah. It's going to stay in that lead-lined closet that I have back there, because while my my home may not be the most secure, but it sounds like it's more secure than the general green box stuff at the moment with clones and all that shit going around. Yeah, that's secure-ish. As secure as it can be, assuming they didn't make another me. And that's my concern. I, they have another facility? Because I, I, I don't know. I don't know. A lot of this is going to just have to be answered with, ah, uh, shrug. Well, at least we know I'm safe and I pull up my sleeve again. Rory, you said something about a glucose uh, monitoring kit with the little... Yeah, I'll send you a link. Rooster, you can buy it at any pharmacy. Do I have to have diabetes or anything? No, it's just a lancing device to poke your finger. So you only need the lancing device. You don't even need the testing machine. A lancing... Am I a knight now? Am I, am I jousting? It's a thing that pokes your finger, Rooster. It's just like what you've been doing to yourself, only without the risk of killing yourself. I'm not going to kill myself. It's, the, it's my try... Jeez. All right, all right. Anything else, Rowan, that you can think of for right now? For right now, I don't think so. Unless 
actually, I guess there is there is one more thing, and I'm not sure who would be the best person to tug on this string, but I don't know anything about the trout sensory scale, which is what both Lionel and I are classified as telepathic zeta null origin or some. I I don't I don't know what that means. I don't know what any of. I mean, I know what the individual words mean, but this seems like a question for Doctor Peasley. It might be. I've got a 37 and a cult. Give me a roll. River, on a scale of 1 to 100, what how what percentage of the occult would you say you know? <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a 50. Nope, you don't know anything about the, the, the trout sensory scale. Yeah, well, just from the name, I, I, I'm guessing it's some kind of ESB thing. But you know, there is something that I think would maybe ease my mind a little bit. Just, just wait here a minute. And I'm going to go out to my car, and since since I wasn't sure what was going to happen at this meeting, I, I brought the kit with me, and I'm assuming it includes a Geiger counter. So I just want to check out Bill. Give me a science roll. 83 is not going to do it. What's your skill? Um, my highest science is 60 in chemistry. So it reads slightly elevated, similar to what you would encounter in a highly active subway station. How's it looking, River? Well, it doesn't look like it's going to kill you or uh, mess up your uh, future progeny or anything like that. It's a little bit elevated, but nothing you wouldn't run into in ordinary day-to-day places uh, where lots of people are. Yeah, it seems safe. I mean, Nothing's 100% safe, but you've probably got an extra 2% chance of getting cancer or something like that. Honestly, if I live long enough for cancer to kill me, uh, I'm probably doing pretty well. So, and on that morbid thought, I'm going to close the closet door again. Well, I don't know about you, but I I could use another hot dog. The rest of the barbecue goes well. You guys sober up and head home. Rowan, it's Tuesday the next day, and you're going to meet up with Rory and go chat with Neville. Neville is currently staying at the David A. Grant Medical Center. Apparently, he's in an assisted living type of situation since he really hasn't gotten out at all. And he just got extubated, and the guy needs some kind of sunshine because he's been underground for so long, and uh, he's been getting some help. Rory has it set up where you're going to meet him at the gate. It's a lovely day, this May 31st, the last of May, right about to head into June. At least you're not going to the desert this time. Small mercies, I will take them. I'll pull up to the visitor center just outside of the gate and look around for Rory. Uh, If I see her pull up, I'll kind of wave her over to the entrance and come on in. And off we go. You arrive at the wing of the hospital where Neville is currently being kept. It's not under guard. It's a hospital. Typical in and out. There's not a whole lot of operational security here. But then again, he doesn't seem to be a threat at the moment, and he knows to keep his mouth shut. So yeah, I'll lead Rowan up to the room where I know Neville to be, knock on the door, and open up and is Neville awake? What's he doing? Neville is awake. He's currently sitting up and watching television in a chair. He's not in the bed like a lot of folks in the hospital usually are. He looks over, he waves and stands up. He's got a gown on for a top, but you notice he has scrub bottoms for pants and then very comfy, sticky bottomed socks. How are you doing today, Neville? Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, Good. Looks at Rowan. Hello. Good to see you again. Hi. Good to see you. You're looking a lot better than the last time I saw you. Yeah, the doc here took care of me, so the other people here have been fantastic. We just wanted to check and see how you're doing. I think Rowan had a couple questions as well. Did want to let you know we're going to go see Dr. Peasley this week. You had mentioned him earlier. Is there anything you'd like me to say to him or ask him? No, no, no. You don't even have to mention that you talked to me. Okay, I won't. Have you had any luck reconnecting with family members after, well, being in the facility? They asked me for my social security number and all that kind of information, and I don't remember it like i'm trying but it's a fog like i could see the card in my head but it looks like the numbers have they're they're foggy like just i can't make out the numbers in my head i can think about other people's like you know looks over at rory you know two six nine four four one hey hey hey, hey. 
That's actually a, a fair question. Can you hear me? No. Good. Looks at you. No. Hmm. Okay. Apparently the chroniclers had come up with something to dampen my nullness. I don't have the right vocabulary for this. There was a necklace made of some metal. We're working on figuring out what it was dampening her abilities, so to speak, so that she could be located. Oh, okay. We're in we're in the state of California, right? Yes. Yes. I think... Do you know what neodymium is? I don't. No. I guess I could roll a science check to see. I have a biology score. Go for it. I mean, I'm going to pull out my phone and type what I think I hear into Google. To... Uh, 27 out of 63. You'll probably get it better. Who needs Google? Neodymium is a rare earth metal, typically utilized in very powerful magnets. Are you saying that you think that this necklace could have been neodymium? Yes. When I spent some time in the library, they had a way of working it, and they, they, well, there was an article about how it was worked, and I transcribed that, so I remember parts of it. I just don't know what it means, but I do remember that there were some things mentioned about the neodymium, where it's found and, and whatnot. And you, there's some sites here in California? Yeah, there's actually probably one of the best places to get it is not far. Do you know where Calaveras County is? I can't say I remember. We're familiar because of River. That's right. That's an interesting coincidence. I have stopped believing in coinkadinks and shit. Yeah, I'll have to mention this to River when you see him. Yeah. Neodymium. Alright. So do the chroniclers typically work it, or is that just something that they had information on? I don't know. The... the what I was writing down, it didn't really say. It just said it was collected at times. And it was collected in, in Calaveras County. So you mentioned the library. Yeah. Now that you've had some distance from the facilities and time to recover, what can you tell us about the library? It's, it's not what you think, but it's exactly what you think it is. Okay. I, I spent time there. And now that I think about it, it was just maybe in my head, but I, myself and a few others were tasked to copy things, you know, put them into, into books, like chronicling things. So where were you getting the information that you were chronicling? It was provided to us on a, on a rolling cart that came by, pushed by, and his eyes go kind of wide and the irises of his eyes disappear and his eyes go white. Then it comes back as soon as you take a step forward. You alright, Neville? Yeah. Did you go somewhere? Do you mind if I sit down? Oh, please. Have, have a seat. Um, the, the bed's kind of comfy. It's, it's, it's comfier than what we, were at, what we were at before, right? True. And he, and he puts his head down and, he, and, he's, and he's rubbing his temple with his left hand and he looks up Redacted, this has happened to you? I don't know what happened. Like, you're here one moment and then you're gone. But you're not gone, I mean... Like, you were physically here, but... Okay, so I didn't leave. You didn't leave, you were physically here. Your pupils kind of turned white. Uh, we couldn't see your eyes, and then I took a step and you were back. Okay. Were you back in the library, or were you somewhere else? I think it was there, I think it was the library the only time that i've encountered something similar was in a dream and i think that someone was using the fact that i was asleep and my defenses were down anyway to get in and talk to me but i wasn't i was aware it was a dream i was aware i wasn't really there i was transcribing things in german do you speak german no maybe i'm gonna pull out a notebook and put it on the little rolling table and push it over to him can you write down some of what you were transcribing? Do you remember any of it? Sure. He grabs the pen and the little notebook, and as he goes to put the pen to paper, he just kind of stares at it and looks up at you. I... No. Is this like your social security number? Something that's behind a fog? Yeah. Uh, so you were only... You're, it looked like you were only gone here for a couple seconds. Is it that long for you, or... Oh no, I did a couple books. Just now? Yeah. 
two or three. Holy hell. Okay. So whatever this is, they've still got some control over it, or I don't know. Or they're able to mess with time and the perception of it. I mean, if it's not a real place, then time is whatever. Sure. Um, yeah, that's... Wow. Okay. Um, I don't know what is possible with our particular abilities, Neville. One of my teammates jokingly suggested a mind meld. I don't know if that's something that is doable. What's a mind meld? Did you not watch Star Trek before you got nabbed? Like the Vulcan mind meld thing? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know if something like that is possible with our particular... I've got no clue. Cool. Wanna try? Sure. What do we do? Uh, alright. Uh, Rory, could you kill the lights? Uh, yeah, and I'll get up, walk over, and dim the lights or turn them off if I can. His windows are also... The curtains are wide open, letting in as much light as possible. This guy has been vitamin D deficient for a long time, so he's trying to catch as much sun as possible. I don't blame him at all. I'll close the shades for just a minute. And once the light is down to a level that I know I can handle, I'll take my glasses off and slip them into my jacket pocket and sit down so that I'm sitting opposite him. I have no idea how this is supposed to work, but I'm generally of the opinion that all of the like rituals and stuff are things to help our minds wrap around it. So, Okay. So, uh... Look into my eyes and try to open your mind as much as you can. All right. Okay. You have really pretty eyes. Sorry, I don't mean that in a in a weird, creepy way, but... No, uh, I appreciate that. Thank you. And I'll take his hands and just look into his eyes. And what I am trying to emulate to an extent is the, the Dresden Files soul gaze idea, where, you, where you're able to pick up whatever is going on behind their eyes and hold that gaze for just a little bit too long. Go ahead and give me a power roll. Here we go. I'm going to use the seashell dice because... Yeah. <laughs> that seems appropriate. And it worked. 37 out of 45. You're able to see in. And you're able to see his immediate thoughts of, I wonder if this is going to work. You step a little bit further in and... It's just a cloud of lightning of thoughts just going off. It's very hard for you to pick up what it is. The best way that I could explain it is that it's as though that you're walking into a storm and each of the clouds where a lightning bolt strikes or comes out of the cloud, you see an image. He thinks in images, not in words. Some of them flash very quickly. One of those clouds, you can see a large table. It's his point of view. And out the table, there's a beautiful night sky, as though this has got a view overlooking a valley somewhere. The architecture is made of stone, and it's dark. In front of him, there is a book and a pen or a stylus of something writing onto paper, but you can't make out the words. They are fogged. And uh, as you kind of focus on it, it blurs over and dissipates. And you're staring back at his eyes again, almost as though that that was the end of that. You feel a little bit nauseated. You're sweating a bit. There's a little bit of a uh, you know, your face is wet. You might have been crying, you know, just subconsciously, not not like sobbing, but like tears have come to your eyes. And uh, he's looking at you. He blinks a little bit. Rory, for a half an hour, they sit there in silence. Okay. After like a few minutes, I'll just, what I'd probably be doing is just making sure their eyes aren't glazing over white, uh, making sure they're still breathing, just kind of keeping a general sense of that and kind of just letting this play out. Their eyes are definitely glazed over. They're not glazing over white like his eyes did earlier, but they're definitely doing the thousand yards stare at each other. They have not blinked the entire time. You see about three or four minutes in, tears start to form in Rowan's eyes and, and start to come down because there's no way to lubricate her eyes. Neville does not cry. You look at your watch and you realize it's been a half an hour. And this is when they come come out of it and they come out of it yeah 
You're back. Did it work? Back? Uh, well, it's been 30 minutes. I'm gonna blink a couple of times. Ow. Uh, yeah, you guys weren't blinking. I'll get you some eye drops for that. Yeah, thank you. I did not think it would take... It, it did work. Kind of. Um... Did, did you see something important? Can you, can you find... Did you see my family, or did you see where I need to go? Your mind is so full of images and thoughts that it was hard to grab onto anything. Um, all that I saw was what I think must have been the library. You sitting at the table and looking out over beautiful architecture at night. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was the desk I... I they, we don't get much choice, but that's the one that I chose. It's nice to get choice when you can, isn't it? Yeah. I couldn't see I couldn't see what you were writing. Um you you described the fog and that's kind of ah, sorry, my eyes are killing me. Put the glasses back on. It doesn't help. Once she puts the glasses back on, Rory's gonna slowly open the curtains. Your eyes are super sensitive even with your normal glasses. If she winces I'll stop and just turn up the lights instead. Still. Are you, are you okay? Would you like an apple juice? Their apple juices here are amazing. Apple juice sounds really good. Do your eyes not hurt? No. Are they supposed to? Uh, most of the time, if your eyes aren't blinking, they get dry, which could cause irritation. Do your eyes feel dry or itchy at all? Uh, itchy. Like, like scratch. But I don't think it would be a good idea for me to stick my finger in my eye and kind of scratch it. That would be bad for the eyeball. Yeah. Uh, I'll let the nurse know to get you some lubricant drops on their way out. Okay. When when do you think I'm going to be able to... I don't even know where I can go. You know what? Don't eat... I, I never said that. I did not say that. And he waves his hand. Just when I look at him. Your Jedi mind tricks don't only work on the weak-minded, my dear. Damn. And he winks. All right. Neville, I don't know if you said this already, but how do you know how long you were there at the facility? I think it was a decade. I stopped counting. I tried to keep going, but I, I stopped counting. And you don't remember anything about where you were before? Um, I have an image of a tree. Okay. It's a tree. It's standing in like the, in brown dirt, like brownish, yellow, reddish dirt. It, it's got a thin, narrow trunk and it kind of goes up and, and spreads out into a, a pretty wide canopy. They're, they're, the leaves are green. There's brown mountains behind it. There's a lot of brown. Okay. Do you know if Neville Kingston Brown is your real name? Yes. Okay. I can start there. We didn't have much time for introductions, but I work with the FBI. Who are the FBI? Interesting. The Federal Bureau of Investigation. It's one of the police forces in the United States. All right. That makes sense. You could probably find more information about me then. Probably. And honestly, after having seen the mess of images that was inside of his head, I'm not surprised actually anymore that he can't pull things because there was so much there. Not that you've got experience with digging into other people, but with your own thoughts, you can kind of, you know, there's maybe folders and subfolders and depending on how you think. But yeah, his is a, to put it kindly, a clusterfuck. Yeah, Rowan thinks in words, not in images so much, but she understands the concept well enough to be like, this should not be this messy. Okay. Neville, to answer your question, once your medical needs are sufficiently met, if we haven't found family or anything of yours, we'll find somewhere to let you stay while we figure this out. Okay. Um, this is a military hospital, primarily. Yes? Because I see a lot of people in, in, in uniform coming by. A lot of blue. Yeah, it's a Air Force base. So like the planes that we flew back on. Um, here, Here's the apple juice. This is fantastic. It's orange juice. I'll take the, the orange juice and just... Long practice has given her a great deal of control over her expression, so she doesn't even raise an eyebrow over it. She just pops it open and takes a sip. It's pretty good. It's nice and cold. He has a, he has a mini fridge here. They let him have some things here in the mini fridge and because he doesn't really have like a restricted diet or anything along those lines. He has to actually drink and eat as much as he can to keep all of his blood levels up, all of his nutrient levels up. So do you think we found... Is this helpful? Yes. Good. I want to be helpful. 
and we're gonna do everything we can to get you help get your memory or whatever it is or at least get you back with uh, family if that's what you want I know that you're not a mind doctor or brain doctor um, do they have any of those here yeah I'll I'll talk to your the doctor in charge of this and have him set up someone I don't know if it's gonna it sounds like this is more science six fiction mind stuff versus Alzheimer's kind of stuff which is what they're used to but you never know it might help we can do some like brain exercises those kind of things but we'll get you set up with that here okay I'm whatever you need me to do yeah you won't have to do anything I'll we'll take care of it the doctor his doctors here are great they'll take care of it all right yeah everybody's been been really nice and kind and not mean like the those guys over there yeah they were not nice no no they weren't nice but we're not there anymore. We're here. Right, Redacted? Right. Um, I have to... I have to sit down for a bit. He's still sitting. Okay. How are you feeling? His eyes go white. I start a stopwatch on my phone and keep an eye on him. While his eyes are white, I want to see if I can open up and hear anything. Like, to me, it sounds a little bit like music. Or at least that's how I imagine it would if I if I was listening to a connection between other people. Go ahead and give me another power roll. Oh boy. 17 out of 45. You definitely succeed with that. And you again are bombarded with clouds, a storm, a mental storm once again. You don't feel well being inside. And there is a surface thought of characters and letters just cycling. It's kind of like the stock ticker tape that's going, and it's not even a cloud. It's just all of these characters driving right across your vision inside his mind. You pick up a name that comes up. Redacted. My name? Your name. Then Rory's name. My real name? Yes and then Rooster's name, and then Lena. Does it sound like it's in his head or like he's receiving transmission from someone and I'm picking up the ticker tape? It seems like you're picking up the ticker tape. And finally, the last image that comes across, one of the last words that you can make out from this jumble is Tabo Requin. Can you spell that? That's uh, Lionel's birth name. It's in, ah. it's in that file. And it just continues on, and then you start to see other characters that look to be... You start to see Cyrillic characters. I latch onto those and see if I can read anything. It's a poem or a song. You realize what the words are. It takes you a moment or so because it's traveling so fast. It's the song that's in your head, translated in Russian. Aya Dagan Aya some minor changes to fit the translation and then it continues on with some other things it's almost as though that it's a massive info dump and you're not able to catch anything else i'm going to pull myself out of that connection and honestly i feel sick enough after all of this that i i go diving for the sink to go throw up rory only about 10 seconds pass and rowan bolts into the bathroom and you hear her leave whatever breakfast that she had she leaves it in the uh, the hands of the custodial crew. Uh, and is Neville still out? Neville's still out. How long do you want to wait? I'll keep waiting. When Rowan gets back, I'll ask, You good? Come out, wiping my mouth with the back of my hand. He's getting a transmission from someone. That was the moment happened earlier. Yeah. Did you, did you see anything else? All of our name. Well, that's not true. Your name, your real name, was in there. Rooster's real name was in there. Quinn, Lena's real name, was in there. And my real name. Rivers wasn't. Interesting. And then there was a Russian translation of the the Esoteric Order of Dagon's Oath Song. The, the song that was playing in my cell when we were in there. And in that uh, large computer room, remember? That chanting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's that. Okay. Doc, doctor, he seems to have come to. I'll look back to him and check my watch. How long has it been? 25 minutes. 
Okay. Neville, you're back. I was gone? Your eyes glazed over again. It's been about 25 minutes. Shit. Um... What are you what are you doing in 20 days? In 20 days. Yeah, 20 days. Not sure. What's in 20 days? Can you take me to a place called Timber Cove? Rowan goes white. I'm Tiana Hansen and I play Rowan. I'm Ben Sislavski and I play Rooster. I'm Seth Jones and I play River. I'm Joseph Newman and I play Rory. I'm Dan Voshkevich the Handler. Our story is based upon the role-playing game Delta Green by Arc Dreams Publishing. Delta Green is created by Dennis Detweiler, Adam Scott Glancy, and John Scott Tynes. Season 3, Act 3 is an original scenario titled In Time and Space, written by me, Dan Voshkevich, with help from the rest of the Redacted Reports cast. If you like our story, there are a few ways you can support us. First, you can check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash theredactedreports. Patrons of our podcast will receive early access to episode, Rowan's written reports for each story, as well as other goodies and opportunities exclusive to our patrons. We offer special thanks to our $20 and up patrons, Stephen Schwartz, Director Ryo, Jonathan Powell, Skelly Lichboy, Tom Padula, M.S. Aznikar, Heather Ney, Jen Obertaz, Jake Blair, Bomb Clancy, Kit Thompson, Danny, Lady Bedevia, Sherrick Manning, Red Dead Coquette, and the entity some have called George. If you can't support us directly, that's okay. Please support us by telling people about us. Leave a review wherever you get your podcast and follow us on all the usual social media sites. The Redacted Reports is edited and produced by Tiana Hansen and is distributed by Quests and Chaos. If you like what you hear with us, give Quests and Chaos YouTube or Twitch channels a visit. They play Dungeons & Dragons and Call of Cthulhu on a weekly basis. Join us next week, because outside the bounds of reality lurk entities with names unpronounceable by the human tongue, creatures of hunger and rage that would like nothing more than to devour our insignificant universe.